This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad you're here uh, with our continued conversation on how to build a just society right where you are. Uh, Today is our monthly uh, episode on the news. Couldn't think of it or get it out, but that's okay. We'll make it through. But yeah, today's our monthly episode as we talk about major news uh, headlines and how to apply the principles that we learn in these podcasts uh, in real life situations. And also, I like to always present you with some positive news items. Wouldn't it be great if we heard more positive news of what's going on in the world? And with that, um, basically showing you how people are bringing about justice right where they are with what they have to work with. Uh, But our first headline I want to talk about today uh, is not really a specific headline, but it's a series of headlines, it seems almost daily. And in that series, I could put it all into one headline. And here's the news headline. Politicians are attacking each other. I mean, basically, if you boil down a lot of the news headlines, it boils down to that one headline. Politicians, again, today are attacking each other. This seems to be a constant news headline. We often hear of politicians being totally demeaning to each other. I mean, when was the last time you heard one politician speaking positively about another? I think I've said this before, but it would be interesting to see a a presidential debate where the two candidates are actually praising each other's achievements. That would be different. That would be cool. But we live in a society of separation. The lines have been drawn. Chaos is erupting everywhere, and each political party is at total war against the other. And all the parties are believing there is a right and wrong with no truth beyond themselves. And so that creates warfare. Anytime we see separation between each other, we end up with warfare or violence towards each other. And for me, the sad part in all these headlines that shows these politicians attacking each other is that the aim of each political party And politician has come down to one thing, and that is to win an election. That's their aim. That's their whole goal in life is to win an election. Their goal is not to bring about a just society, not to help the poor, not to ensure a strong economy for families, not to stand up for the least of these, although they may tell you these things in their campaigns, but nobody's actually doing it. Rather, their highest aim is to win an election and gain more power, and they'll tell you what you want to hear in order to get that goal met. That is pathetic. But that's what we see every day. 
You know, the true aim of any national, state, or local leader should be to create a society where everyone has a chance to thrive, ignoring the lobbyists and the loudmouths, and to work with others in accomplishing this purpose. That's it. And wouldn't it be refreshing to actually see that happen? The second headline, to me, this is a headline that's made the news cycles this week, and to me... (laughs) It's humorous and convicting at the same time. And here's the news headline is that uh, famed rock star Ozzy Osbourne is moving with his family back to England. I got this one particular article off of Newsmax. It's been on other news cycles, but Ozzy Osbourne, uh, after 25 years of living in Beverly Hills, California, Ozzy and his wife Sharon are moving out of America. Ozzy stated that he cannot handle living in a country where he doesn't know if he will be murdered. Sharon stated that it isn't the United States of America anymore, that there is nothing united about it. She stated that America has become a weird and scary place. Folks, that should be an embarrassment to us as Americans. The Osbournes, Sharon Osborne, Ozzy are saying, I don't know how not to laugh at the irony of this, but they're saying that America has become a weird and scary place. If Ozzy Osbourne is saying this, we're screwed. How far have we fallen? I grew up in the 1980s listening to Ozzy Osbourne and you know, his journey has fascinated me actually. Uh, you should study, um, his spiritual journey. Um, uh, You know, though he's known on stage as the Prince of Darkness, he actually has a pursuit of Christ. And it's it's quite interesting. I've followed his spiritual journey uh, to some degree. And uh, um, he actually, I remember in one interview I saw where Sharon was talking about how it's odd to her. She doesn't get why Ozzy does this. But every time they're maybe out walking somewhere or whatever, if Ozzy sees a crucifix, he stops. He puts his hand on the crucifix and weeps and repeatedly says, thank you. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I love that. But we know they tend to be a weird family from the at least societal standpoint. But when people like Ozzy Osbourne have had enough, it's time for us as a society to stop and do some serious thinking. The fact is, he's right. Ozzy is right. We are violent greedy, overfed, and have become a satanic culture of death and darkness. There is war all around us in our schools, school boards, in our abortion mills, in our inner cities, in our streets, and in our neighborhoods. That's where we are as a society. People talk about us being a Christian nation. Mm, Not really, not even close. Now, one thing I want to say to you who are listening is that this podcast is no joke to me. I take it very seriously. And it is time that we woke up and got serious as a society. This is not a game. Our descendants, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren and their descendants, they're depending upon us now to leave them a just world to live in where they can thrive and freely pursue their creator. I mean, when you die, do you really want to die with future generations saying, 
wow, that person was pathetic. Look how they lived their life. Look what the mess they left us. Is that what you want? Or do you want them looking up and saying, praise God for my ancestor who left me a good world to live in? Enough of living for ourselves in the comforts of this world. We have to get serious and turn this ship around. A third headline, again, this is another one where it's kind of a bunch of headlines boiled down into one, but it's this. Businesses cannot find enough workers. Businesses cannot find enough workers. There is a severe shortage of workers and businesses are suffering as a result. It's not just in the news. I mean, I hear business owners all the time telling me how they cannot find good workers. I think part of this is because of our pathetic education system in America. It has produced a society of non-workers and people who are severely underqualified to be a good worker. But the work ethic didn't get passed on from pre- previous generations either. I mean, I remember my father, I'm 50 years old now, but I remember my father driving it into my head to be a hard worker. Whatever you do, you put yourself into it. You know, even he said, if it's a job you don't like and it doesn't pay well, you still give it your best. You know? Yeah. And somehow that didn't get passed on. But here's my three suggestions from our previous podcast with this worker shortage we have is first of all, and by the way, I want to give you a quick history lesson before I get into these three suggestions. Do you know that lack of workers is one of the reasons why the Roman empire collapsed? Um, I've studied the collapse of the Roman empire uh, uh, extensively. And there's different reasons why it collapsed. One is because so many people became Christians or followers of Jesus. And in doing that, they took it serious and they thought, well, I can't be part of the empire and participate in the empire and be a follower of Jesus. So when people would become a follower of Jesus, they um, stopped participating in the empire. (laughs) So that weakened the empire big time, especially when uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of people became followers of Jesus. Uh, so it greatly weakened the empire. Of course, you've got the external pressures, the barbarians and different ones that continue to chip away at the Roman Empire. But the final collapse happened when most of the citizens, the majority of the people in the Roman Empire stopped working and preferred to be on welfare. It finally collapsed because there, there was no way to support the empire when most of the people stopped working and supporting the empire and just start living off of it on welfare. But here's my three suggestions from our podcast uh, on what to do with the shortage of workers. One is people need to get to work and see the dignity of a value of a hard day's work. I subscribe to the Catholic gentleman. It just, that website just, um, it really lifts me up as a man. It encourages me as a man, strengthens me. And they recently had an article about the value of a man working with his hands, not just going to work on a computer all day or whatever, but actually physical labor with the hands. It has something that, that really, it's very spiritual and very dignifying and and all the benefits you'd have to read the article, but, um, yeah, yeah, true. And I just encourage people get to work and see the dignity and value of a hard day's work. Secondly, employers. I want to talk to you if you're a business owner or an employer Get serious and pay your workers a living wage and good benefits that your workers do not have to pay for. 
what good is a benefit if it comes out of your salary? I mean, my retirement at my job uh, gets taken, and this is not my day job, these podcasts, but my day job, my retirement gets taken out of my paycheck. Well, what good is that? Why don't I just take the money out, put it in an account I want to put it in to grow interest? You know, it just... That's not a benefit if it lowers my salary and therefore I can't figure out how to get groceries or gas in my car or how to, you know, take a vacation from sometimes, you know, because these benefits and health insurance at work, some of it gets taken out of your paycheck. Well, that's not a benefit. It's actually taking away from my salary. What good is a benefit if I have to pay for it? You see, it's not really a benefit at that point. So employers, get serious about the pay structure of your workers. But what it all boils down to, and I think business owners and employers would agree with me, is it comes down to the government. One of the reasons why businesses struggle to pay their workers decent wages is because they're so heavily taxed by the government, so heavily regulated, they can't hardly do it. Pull it off. So here's my, if you're a government leader, listening to this, here's my message for you today, is get the hell out of the way. We're done with you. We don't care about your opinion anymore. We don't care about your agenda anymore. To the governor of the state I live in, we don't care anymore. As citizens, we're done with you. We're done with your agenda. We're done with your opinion. You can go away now. You can feel free to disappear into the desert of eastern Oregon because we don't care anymore. President... Congress, Senate, we really don't care about you anymore. You have done so much harm to us as citizens, we wish you would just go away. And your opinion would go with it. And your agenda. And what my hope as an individual citizen would be, is that you would actually repent. And change your ways. So that we as citizens can actually raise our families in a healthy society. You are the main cause of all this mess. So we don't actually want to vote you in. We would prefer to vote you out because you have messed everything up for us. And that's the main reason why businesses cannot find enough workers. You as government officials have created a pathetic education system that will not produce good citizens who are able to skillfully work. You have made it hard for employers to justly pay their workers and for the greedy employers and corporations, you have taken it all for yourself at the top while those on the ground level of your organization suffer. But enough of the negative. What about the positive? What about the people that are getting it right and just doing amazing stuff? I've got a couple cool stories for you and I just want you to, Let this soak in. This comes from Good News Network. And uh, in Sheffield, England, there's this two-year-old kid named Joey and his mom, Helen. Joey has a type of cerebral palsy that causes him to be a quadriplegic. He's two years old. He cannot handle sensory things such as the feel of grass or sand, but put him in the bathtub and he is in heaven, said Helen, his mother. 
She always wanted to take him to the beach, but his mother said that is impossible to do with him being quadriplegic. However, a local charity uh, developed a wheelchair with big wheels. You know those big, you ever gone to a lake and those like tricycles that you can pedal out on the lake with those giant wheels that floats on the water? This local charity developed a wheelchair with those kind of big wheels and uh, for the first time, Helen got to take her son, Joey, to the beach, and Joey got to go in the ocean, and his laughter from being in the ocean brought his mother to tears. He had so much joy being in the ocean. Folks, that's how you do it. The stuff I'm talking about on the podcast, creating a just society where you are, it's those little things. Those little things. I'm not going to make my employers pay for their own benefits anymore. I'm going to fight to lower taxes for our citizens. Or I'm going to to create a, a wheelchair that this kid can go out in the ocean and laugh and have fun. That's how that's how you create a good world with what you have right where you are. And you don't make it all about yourself either. You you make someone else's life better with no thought of reward from it. I mean, how cool is that? What did you do, this charity, what did you do for Joey and his mom? You, 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 you created justice for them. It's what it looks like. Now Joey is able to thrive. And you remember my de- working definition of a just society? A society where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. So what you all did is you, you, you Joey's thriving now, thanks to you. Another one, uh, story that just as to me, this story touches me deeply again from the good news network and from CNN, we hear this story from Rome city, Georgia, uh, a group of high school football players were on their way to school one morning when they ran across a woman who was trapped in her car from an accident. She was badly injured, but the six players who were very muscular stopped and got out of the car they were riding together to school. Without thinking, they ran to the woman's car and discovered that the door was jammed and they could not get the door open to get this woman out. But the Rome City High School football players realized that they, uh, what they could do is use their muscles, and by doing that together, they were able to force the door open and finally got her out to safety And they also checked on the condition of the other driver and the other vehicle that was involved in the accident before going on to school. So thanks to the help of these young men using their muscles to help, this woman survived and is doing well. That's just, you know, it really is these little things each day that you can do to make a difference. These players said, I've got muscles. I'm used to using them and force and football. I'll use it to save this woman's life. And they did it without thinking. Then they worked together with what they had right where they were. You see, you don't have to be fancy to bring on social justice. You don't have to be loud about it or make a big change. You just have to help right where you are in a given moment. So in closing, I want to say this, that in order to do that, you have to stay alert. I mean, those... Those uh, uh, football players could have just driven on and thought, well, probably the ambulance is on the way somewhere. No, they were alert. You have to stay alert. You have to be awake. That's the first step to justice. Often we are distracted by our TV, televisions, 
by our video games, distracted with our headphones on, and we don't realize that there is a suffering world all around us. So my encouragement to you is be kind and help those who you can help right where you are. Have a good day. I hope you have a blessed day. In fact, as you create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.